Hello again. All right, over to you. Order, order in the library. <laughs> this is a library, you know, you lot. And not just any, it's the National Library, so you should be extra quiet. <laughs> well, they got your attention. Who gave me a microphone? <laughs> Terrible idea. So, I'm being a country girl. I know that usually you have to be somewhere 20 years before you're actually considered a local. So how did the residents of Tilbury react to this production company lobbying in, lobby, lobbying into town and this celebrity chef deciding he was going to live there? They threw a ticker tape parade for me. It was great. Uh, we had a float down the main street and I waved at everyone. Uh, no, I kept massive light. Uh, so I, I arrived at the farm uh, about... Three weeks before we started shooting, uh, and everyone kind of knew that it was happening because you know the producers had been in and doing stuff, and so I and I, but I was the only person actually living there at the time. They so we started kind of three weeks out, but I stayed on the farm, and then everyone else kind of ferried back and forth to Sydney. So I had a lot of time by myself there. My partner was still in Tassie, so I go up to the pub, and they're you know they're. Obviously, that's the epicentre of Tilbury Society, the, the Dromedary Hotel, great pub, if you've never been there. Uh, <laughs> I get free schooners if I talk about the Dromedary everywhere I go. So, uh, so and I'd be in there, you know, because I was, you know, I'd sit up at the farm by myself or uh, go to the pub and talk to the locals and they'd be like, you know, what's going on with that TV production? And I was um, contractually bound to not tell anyone that I was the host uh, so I told them that I was the camera assistant and the farm uh, manager, and I was just there getting ready, and apparently the host is a real knob. Uh, <laughs> uh, I hadn't met him yet, but I'd heard on good authority that he was a massive knob. Uh, anyway, and so they kind of, you know, accepted me quite early without the pretension of understanding, and here's the host. Uh, they kind of just got to know me on a little bit more... Uh, personal level before it kind of came out and they're like, you liar, you dirty, <laughs> rotten liar. Oh, we love you, Westie. Uh, and uh, so Tilbury, I think, it was probably the perfect place to have the show be shot for, for many reasons. Uh, and, and, and the one that's most relevant to this conversation is how accepting they are of, of people from out of town because um, Tilbury is one of those parts of the world that is very beautiful uh, and therefore very desirable to live in and to visit. Uh, and generally, when, when a community has a higher turnover of, of people tree-changing or sea-changing, as well as the tourist tsunami that happens every summer, they, uh, they, they tend to be a little bit more accommodating and accepting of, 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 uh, of you know, travellers coming to that community, whereas... You know, where I grew up and after our conversation at dinner where you grew up, uh, in a little bit more inland, slightly less glamorous locations, it was, you know, like you really had to be one of the old families to, you know, to even drop the L word. Uh, I'm not talking about love. I'm talking about <laughs> local. Uh, and, and one of the old families would be very happy to correct you should you mention the L word inappropriately. Uh, so, but, I, I mean, on the, even now, I'm like, I, so I, I don't have to call myself a local still. I live there, mm. but just kind of out of respect for some of the older heads that live there. I've seen Darcy correct some of our staff 
about some because we've had uh, the, the, the girl who runs the cooking school and is our food researcher has been there for a year and a half now and um, she went with some students after to the pub and they were like, are you a local here? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Darcy, if you've seen the show, no, you're not. <laughs> so, uh, so I've never put him to that test. Uh, but, you know, because I wouldn't want Darcy to go, nah, that's me. Uh, I don't know if there's any radio producers in the room, but if you need a late night radio host, Darcy is y- your man. <laughs> uh, so, but, but by and by, the Tilbur community has been, so, I've been so lucky. Uh, and I think it's because when I think about it, that Tilbur, even though it's a, so it's a town with a population of 200, but it's kind of, it's a quite a strange town because it's not just like an isolated little town out in the middle of nowhere with 200 people. It's a, it's a really popular tourist village. Uh, has everyone here seen Tilba or been to Tilba? Yeah, of course, yeah. Canberra is the only place in Australia where you can get the majority of nods from a room when you talk about somewhere on the south coast. Because no one in Sydney goes, they go, well, north, oh, Byron, where there's a south coast? There's a world <laughs> past Wollongong? Oh, never in here. But let's keep it that way. Just keep it for us. Canberra and South Coast residents, they can keep Byron Bay compared to Bermagui, it's a shithole. Uh, so how close to... Sorry, can I swear in the National Library? As long as you do it with correct yeah. pronunciation, be fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. Theses. <laughs> Thesei. Sharoda. Anyway, sorry. Oh, I've completely <laughs> forgotten what I was going to ask you now. That's what I was going to... Okay. How close to real life is yep. what we see on the screen, because I've just told you that you <clears> broke my, our editorial coordinator's heart yeah. when she found out that you're actually not a bachelor living with his dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just giving each other baby oil rubdowns <laughs> and another hard day of toil on the land. <laughs> you look tense, digger. <laughs> now my turn. Uh, so, so I think that it's a narrative. So it's, uh, it's not a reality TV show, uh, even though there are more elements to reality in it than any reality TV show, which is probably the most poorly used instance of reality on the face of the planet, a reality TV show. But, uh, so I don't live on the farm. I'm sorry. I'm not really, but I'm sorry. Uh, so I lived there for the first season uh, when I was living out of a backpack uh, and I had a boarding room at the back of the house. Uh, but that would be the only private space that I had uh, because the house is a set. And the kitchen, your private kitchen area, is a set. The lounge room is a set. Uh, and so the only little bit of private little Paul dome that I had was a bedroom. And because it was the only it's a relatively small house compared to, you know, we make it look big on TV, but... Uh, <sighs> Uh, <laughs> that's a bit of editorial magic uh, but it got to use as a storage room there'd be lights and stuff in there we film for 10 to 12 hours a day uh, and it's, it's quite you need a little bit of solace uh, I don't know what it's like for someone that is a host on a show that has multiple hosts but when you present a TV show and you're the only host I don't know if you've ever had to be on for 12 hours it's taxing trust me uh, and so you know at the end of the day in the first season I was still living there, I'd be like frazzled from having to be 
like this all day. Uh, and then just want to like sit there and like pat my dog and stare into the distance and go, what's happening? <laughs> uh, and you know, the other stuff would be like, let's have a drink. We've, you know, been sitting down looking at a computer. Let's go, let's uh, hang around. And I'm like, leave. <laughs> leave. Do you, see, what's that not? Leave. <laughs> just coming out from underneath the door in my bedroom with four bolts. Leave. Uh, so then usually I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to take the dog for a walk and walk up onto one of the high ridges on the farm and sit there and watch every car leave. <laughs> okay, Digger, let's go. They're gone. Uh, so, but I live, I'm there, I'm at the farm every day still. I don't live there, but I'm still there every day. Uh, well, except actually up until probably three months ago, uh, where now I'm there five days a week instead of every day. But the first three years I was there every single day. Uh, and I look after all those animals, and I am a member of that community, because uh, otherwise none of it would work. Because uh, it's not your typical celeb gig, is it? You no, don't it's really not. just kind of clock off. No, I think I remember the funniest thing. I, yeah, I don't know what a typical celeb gig looks like, but I'm very grateful that mine looks like Tilbar, uh, <laughs> because I don't know that I'd be up for that kind of like Sydney glamour world. Uh, of I think too much facial hair, uh, too much body hair, uh, and probably too much central girth uh, to be a, a legitimate celebrity. Uh, but you know, there's nothing but a, a plastic holiday holiday to plastic surgery holiday to Thailand <laughs> can't fix. Uh, I don't know if anyone's seen Pete Evans' early cookbooks, uh, but he certainly doesn't look like uh, the paleo cure. Uh, yeah, but anyway, that's another story. Uh, I know, rawr, rawr, the, sh- the chef claws are out. Uh, yeah, so, so it's a hard it, it has work? to be grounded in reality. Yeah. It's a hard work? It's hard work, yeah. I think working in that kind of um, fine dining background held me in really good stead for, for being, uh, doing what I do now because there's an incredible amount of individual pressure uh, to perform. You kind of can't stuff it up. It's not really, we don't really have a huge margin for error on the show because uh, filming a show remotely from Sydney is a very expensive enterprise. We don't factor in any room for burning things or just not cooking them right. Or, so there's, yeah, it's a lot of hard work and uh, much, much, much harder than I ever anticipated because, you know, having been a chef and getting like a TV gig, I was like, oh, hey, crack the bubbles break out the banana lounges, I'm having cocktails every day now. I'm going to be on TV, I'll be like a home and away actor. This will be great. I'll do like one day's work a year and the rest of the time I'll spend at a yoga retreat in Bali. Uh, Wrong, Uh, but grateful that that's not the way it is. Uh, Yeah, so we, we, it's it's, it's intense, yeah. It's it's a lot of, we, we do a lot of work for a very small amount of screen time. So a season is eight by 48 minutes, because we don't film ads, uh, and that takes us four months. One episode, or roughly 50 minutes of footage, takes us 60 hours. So that's a pretty crappy conversion rate. Uh, so it makes for a scintillating bloopers reel. Uh, because they've got a lot of source material from which to put together that blooper reel. Uh, yeah, so it's... Um, and I, I, had no, I had no idea about any of that until I was kind of thrust into the deep end of it, uh, but I was very fortunate that uh, 
the people that they hired to make the show were long-standing industry experts uh, who, who are held in the highest regard and they, they kind of took me under their wing and taught or created what they would like to think is the perfect host. I don't know that, sorry, that's, that didn't come out right. I mean, what they, they, what like a production crew thinks a host should be, which having met other TV hosts is very much different to what uh, a host thinks a host should be. So um, it's been a bit of a baptism of fire, but uh, it's fun. It still is fun. Is this where you ever imagined yourself? No. Actually, I had this... Um, <laughs> Uh, last year, my school that I went to asked me back to be their, um, their, like, their fate ambassador. They have a big fate every year, and they invited me back. They're like, Paul, come on back. Come on back, alumni. Uh, we'd love you to open the school fate and to, and to be the guest auctioneer at our charity antique auction. And this is all very nice, and uh, they actually managed to dig out an old school uniform to wear to this like uh, charity charity gig, which they thought was hilarious. They said I wore it better than I ever did at school. Uh, and then the principal who actually, the current principal who actually used to be one of the, he was the PE teacher when I was still at school, and he didn't brief me on this at all, but he got up to introduce me and he said, ah, we remember Paul when he was here in, in year 12 and we remember having a staff meeting about he and some of his friends and saying... You'll either end up in jail or on TV. And we're very glad that it's the latter. Over to you, Paul. Uh, so, no, I didn't really envisage uh, being where I am. Uh, I certainly had no media aspirations. I wasn't, you know, shooting a YouTube series or doing any of that stuff to, to try and get on TV. It was just one of those things that, that fate had in, had in store. I'm glad it happened, though. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be doing this otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you, please, to, in, to introduce dessert that people are enjoying. Then Ladies after and dessert... gentlemen, dessert. <laughs> no, just <laughs> Now, we've got a lovely hazelnut tort, uh, and we've also got an apple and rhubarb crisp. So, very nice winter fare. I hope you enjoy. I know I'm going to. And then so after... Oh, sorry. Yeah, just don't forget who's, who's running this show here. Sorry. Um, <laughs> We will be back.